Hello and welcome back to Witchcast, guys. My name is Julia. And I'm Alana. And we are Witchcast! Oh my god, we need to come up with a better (laughs) intro. dorks! Oh my god, that was so I hope nerdy. you guys enjoy being nerds with us. Yes. <laughs> and it's okay. going to get super nerdy today, guys, just to warn you. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay, before we get into <laughs> uh, uh, telling you guys what the topic is, let's do the tarot card of the day. Yes, we're going to wait for the big reveal. I have my cards out here. I'm shuffling. Um, Once again, I like to tell you guys each time what deck I'm using. This is the Biddy Tarot, um, the Everyday Tarot deck by Biddy Tarot. It is my favorite for just single card pulls. And let's see. Ooh, we have the Nine of Wands reversed. Ooh, um, oh, yeah. right. I don't like nines upside down usually. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nines tend to mean you're close to finishing something. So when they're upside down something's in the way there um the nine of wands specifically kind of indicates one obstacle after another after another after another um and it tends to be situations where you're going to need to rely on yourself as opposed to help from other people so you really just got to suck it up and like get to it with the nines and wands and just knock all those roadblocks out the way yeah, absolutely, because I was looking up the number nine in numerology, and it definitely means, like, your end of a cycle, you're about to complete something, and I feel like with the card reverse, like you just said, it means kind of the opposite, and, you know, like always, guys, negative, uh, cards that are reversed aren't always negative, but, like, for instance, this one in particular definitely talks about more of on the paranoia and hesitant side of things on how you need to be cautious of others and kind of just like take everything with a grain of salt and yes. kind of just learn from your past mistakes and everything. Yes. And, and that kind of also touches into the, you know, you're going to have to do this one on your own as opposed to relying on people around you. Cause you know, they might not be the best people to help you in this situation to begin with. Yes. Um, we also get with the number nine, um, that tends to be related to not knowing how to say no. Um, so if you guys are saying yes to everything because you are a people pleaser like me and you just yep. want to do everything for everyone all the time. That's learn, me too. Just, right. Just try saying no every once in a while and mm. you will find a lot more time to work on yourself. And, and also it feels good to say no sometimes because like does. you just don't want to do something like don't do it. Don't force yourself to do something that's uncomfortable. Right. Cause then you have people taking advantage of you. If you're good, if they uh-huh. know you're one of those yes people. Oh, that just reminds me of that, that yes man movie with Jim Carrey where he has to say yes to everything. Yeah. That <laughs> and then what happens? People take advantage of him because they know he's going to say yes exactly Um, so like be nice to yourself and let yourself say no and you know don't do things you don't want to do just because you feel like you have to 100 percent, i agree with that so hard okay so i hope everyone's ready get your (laughs) hint hint get your get your popcorn (laughs) and other movie snacks i like snow caps yes i love eating (laughs) chocolate and like m&ms and everything oh my god yes yeah okay so if you guys haven't kind of guessed, uh, we're going to be talking about our favorite movies and shows, specifically certain movies and shows. Yes, and the, the, our favorite occult movies and shows, we kind of hinted at it a little last week. Yes. Um, when we talked about, you know, our favorite TV and movie witches. So yes. now we want to tell you our favorite occult 
movies. Yes, I'm so excited for this because it's just, it's such a, like, I feel like this is such a huge topic and one you can go on forever with. So I definitely have to watch the time when we're recording. Yeah, oh my God, I could talk forever about this stuff. But like, it is important we talk about it. Not just because like, you know, I want to talk about my favorite TV show, but like Hollywood has such a impact on how people see the occult in general not yes. just witchcraft but you know witchcraft fae um you know hollywood's why we all think fairies are so cute and innocent um when you know really the vampire and the werewolf those are fae yeah i think that's any non-human non-spirit magical being essentially is a fae so you know hollywood does not tell us that you just think tinkerbell Yep. Or you, you see the Wicked Witch, like we talked about last week, and uh, they're just, Hollywood's not always, not always spot on with how they like to depict magical things. I agree with that so hard. Um, Hollywood always talks about things that they want to cover. Like, they don't talk about things that really are real and factual. They kind of want to just cover things up. And yes. I think that when it comes to, like, occult movies and occult shows, they really kind of just like make fun of it. And, you know, I don't appreciate that because they do. And, and a lot of times it's just, it's that they don't bother to research. I think no, they just go off of or or they might find like a tidbit of information on a topic and just run with it. And like, to be fair, you know, it is a creative process writing for TVs and movies or writing a book. Yeah. So you don't, you don't have to stick to the facts. They're not claiming to be historical fiction or anything like that, but it just, it doesn't, it doesn't help when you're trying to teach people the real side of magic. When you have, you know, the mainstream media out there showing, just a whole bunch of nonsense most of the time yeah exactly because like they always make witches either really scary or they do like stupid things and like make mistakes and show kind of like the wrong side it's either the devil worshiper or the board housewife yes exactly that's put into (laughs) words exactly what i was thinking because it's true it's either you're a Satan worshipist, and then you, well, not to say there's nothing wrong with that. You do whatever no, you want to do, mean, boo-boo. Lucifer's awesome. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it's like always, it always They're talks always about the devil. Yes. And it's like, or, or they show, um, like, they, I have noticed the stereotype of pagans lately mm-hmm. has been very negative. Um, Sabrina, the pagans were bad in season two. That was like the enemy. Yep. Um, supernatural. Every time they deal with the pagan god, they are like sacrificing and eating people. Okay, let's get into supernatural because I know <laughs> that is your show. I am dying to talk about it. Okay, I know we did this last week when we mentioned TV and movies and stuff. If you have not finished Supernatural, because it only finished like two months ago three months maybe mm-hmm. if you haven't finished it yet and you plan on it uh spoiler alert <laughs> lots of spoils um and everyone should know that i ugly cried for that entire hour finale <laughs> <laughs> I my, too. my boyfriend's just sitting there staring at me like what is wrong with her and i'm like oh, they can't go. <laughs> i love it oh my god the ending to and the then at the end i'm happy ugly crying when they're back together Oh my god, yes. When Sam gets old by himself and has his son, I was like I dying. Know, and then he 
heartbreaker. I lost it. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah. yeah, so Supernatural is like I is one of my favorite shows. When I noticed, I kind of fell off it at one point, and then I realized it was ending, and I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta get caught up." So I've like, <laughs> been. I may have binge watched fifteen seasons in approximately six weeks. That's that's fair, <laughs> and that makes a lot of sense. And congratulations, because that's thank well you, thank done. you, thank you. The only thing I ever got close to with that was um Lost, and I think six seasons in like three weeks, maybe. Yeah, no, it's, but, but that's this a, is way more impressive. This is really impressive because fifteen seasons in that amount of time. Holy right? shit! That means you really have to like binge the shit it was out of all it. The only thing I watched, but so the reason why I want to talk about it though, is because I think they had a very interesting approach to showing like the occult world. Yeah. Because it was obvious they did some. They they did do research. Like their information was accurate when they had um, some sort of supernatural creature on there, whether it be like. I always like to point out the gins because I always got very excited when they did a gin episode mm-hmm. because the only actual like high ranking demon I have interacted with in real life was a gin. Mm-hmm. Um, not a good interaction, but one nonetheless. Right. And the first time they showed up on the show, I was like, "Ooh, are they going to get things right? And they got close. Like they, you know, Dean even explained how that's what genies are based on. So they are very good kind of at that part but then they tend to fall into the stereotypes of witches a lot yeah um like i said every time they get a pagan you you end you run into pagans they're always evil and sacrificing people um like i remember there was one episode where it's like this like married couple this like little middle-aged couple and but like every year they end up having to lure in like a teenage couple that wanders through town and murder them um and because no one worships them anymore so they have to murder people themselves jeez yeah i can't remember right? that episode yeah for sure um and that was an early one um or um i did like i don't like i mean i liked it in the way like I liked a creative idea in a fictional TV show. I liked how they ended up explaining the existence of pagan gods when the show was based on like the biblical god. Right. Um, I don't know if you caught that sort of towards the end. Um, They explained that like basically people started worshiping like the moon and the trees and the ocean and the biblical god was like fine if you're gonna worship the ocean i'm just gonna make an ocean god and like created the pagan gods yeah that, kinda, um, that definitely came up and i think that's a really i thought good it was point. interesting yeah, yeah. It, was, it was an interesting take but with their witches in particular i do remember the very first episode um where they like fight a witch because i remember being so mad because dean was like, I hate witches. <laughs> and I was like, no, but you're supposed to marry me, Dean. Yeah, it's like a personal <laughs> attack. <laughs> right. But he tells, or Sam tells Dean, no, it could be anyone, a neighbor, a coworker, man, woman, that's the problem. They're human just like everyone else. Yes, agreed. Um, 
And that hit the nail on the head. When I heard that, I was like, oh, I love it. I was like, I know you're talking about that. Like you hate us because we're people and blend in. But like, thank you for acknowledging we're people too. Yes. (laughs) I also want to bring up the fact that they did a really good job with talking about different kinds of lore. Like folklore with mystical lore. They they did a really good job in bringing different stories like Bloody Mary and everything. I thought that episode was killer. Yes, and I I like how they show them doing the research. Yeah, um, like especially once you get a little farther in, and they have like the bunker and everything. Mm-hmm. Like Sam's like the biggest nerd ever, and he's always doing research. And like that's what witches do. Like ninety nine percent of the time is research, as opposed to like actively doing things. <laughs> because I know personally, my research list only gets bigger, never yep. smaller. Yeah, I actually. Um, one of our students over at the Spellbound School of Witchcraft had posted something on the website today being like, why does my research list only get longer? And I'm like, oh, honey, get used to it. Yep. Stop it learning. is never going to get shorter. Nope. And that's like one of the most fun parts is that we're always learning. Exactly. Um, but they did kind of stereotype witches, even though I liked the way they introduced them to the show. You only ever see either that bored housewife witch or, like, the devil-worshipping witch. Yep. Every um, time. And and Rowena, who is, like, one of my favorite, you know, movie TV witches of all time, she explains it well to Sam and Dean when she's kind of explaining. Um, she explains that there's three types of witches, which, again, is, you know, just something in the show, not real. Another Hollywood misconception. But she was saying how there's either natural born witches, which would be like her, or um, witches that make an exchange with a demon to get powers, um, usually selling their soul, mm-hmm. or witches that learn from a coven, um, but have no innate powers and have to be taught. Um, and... So that's just kind of their version. And I thought that was just another one of those little misrepresentations and one that people tend to often believe in the whole, you know, you have to make a deal with the devil to get magic and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. Um, so I always thought that was kind of interesting, especially when they had, there was one episode with a bunch of like the board housewife witches and they were like, oh, I'm PTA president now. And like, I'm this, I'm that. And then you find out it was a demon that tricked them all into making a deal. And that's why they can do magic. <laughs> that's so awesome. Demons are always so tricky. Damn. Right? Damn, Damn demons. demons, you assholes. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it it is my like, definitely my favorite occult show, despite a lot of the misconceptions, because I think they did a very good job at providing accurate information in a context of like fantasy yes agreed they did a really good job in kind of bringing everything as a whole not just like witchcraft but like religion different kinds of religion they brought god and heaven and angels and demons and the whole shebang oh and the did the church uproar about that last year yes yes agreed (laughs) you can't make the biblical god the bad guy how dare you i just think overall it was such a great informational show especially (laughs) if you're kind of like just well i don't know what how you feel about this uh it's kind of an informational show on how to get into witchcraft it kind of like you said depicts stereotypes but at the same time it it immerses you into the world of what we live in i think 
does. And, and a lot of the, the, the actual information is pretty accurate, like you were saying, the lore information. Um, and then, oh, also, one of the most important things here that I have to mention, um, that by the end of the show, Sam is, like, one of the most powerful witches in the damn world. Yeah. Like, he gets Rowena's Book of Shadows, and he's over there casting spells in Latin and, like, mixing herbs together. And I'm just like, what the heck? Sam's a witch now. Yes, I know. I love that part of it. (laughs) And I'm like, but I thought Dean hated witches. What's going on? You mad at your brother, bro? Yes, agreed. (laughs) I love the fact that they had the whole idea of what witches can and cannot be, too. So... Yeah, you know, even though they did very much stereotype, which is the whole time, Sam kind of breaks that yes. stereotype. Um, so I think they did a good job at the at the end there being like, oh, but look, maybe there's maybe more. there's more to a witch than just being a Satan worshiper. Woo woo. Exactly. What? Okay, so I have babbled on about this show for a while. What is your favorite occult movie and or okay, TV show? Okay, so guys, you're going to totally laugh at me or you guys are just going to love me. My favorite occult movie of all time is Constantine. Not the show Constantine. It's the 2005 version with Keanu Reeves and Rachel Wise. Nerd yes, alert. yes, I'm a huge nerd about Constantine. Like, we told you guys uh, we were gonna nerd out. Today. Okay, low key, I talked to this to my talk about this to my husband. We're naming our child Constantine as their middle name, and that's not because of my love for it, <laughs> but because it's a beautiful name in general. So, I I already told my boyfriend that like the next animal I get is gonna be named oh, Castiel. Love so. it, love <laughs> okay. it, love it. Okay. So Constantine, what is it? Uh, What is it about? It's about mostly, I'm going to call Keanu Reeves, the actor. His name is John Constantine. He is a medium and a psychic and a witch. Um, He doesn't necessarily practice like a a normal witch where you have like your spells and your incantations and your herbs and everything. But he can actually see spirits, demons, angels, the devil himself. Um, I think that's something that is really, really, really cool because not too many movies or shows really show that there's an all around person that can be a witch. And not only is he a witch, but he's human too, or at least they kind of like depicted him as a human as well, just with different gifts. And so that movie is about basically him trying to almost get rid of his gift, but he has to accept it. And it's all about acceptance in the end. And also, he um, they talk about a psychic, which is a uh, Rachel Wise's character. She is a very powerful psychic. She has a twin psychic. As she has, she has a twin that's a psychic as well. Um, the whole movie is about just trying to figure out who you are and what you're capable of, and then helping each other as a team to get rid of some demons. And it talks a lot about um, what the term in the movie is called as half breeds. So uh, what a half breed is, a, it's, it could be like a half demon, half human person. It could be a half angel, half human person. It could be either of those, who, or it could be a mixture. Um, I think that term half breed is really a huge, uh, like huge term for everything in magic. So it's, it's very, it's a very common theme though, like half breed yes. theme in occult movies i mean going back to supernatural you had the nephilims which were jack is one of like the main heroes towards the end of the story 
Um, and he is, you know, Lucifer's child that he had with a human. So it's half archangel, half human. Um, and they call it a Nephilim because like super everything they do in Supernatural, it has to be biblical. Um, so that's an Old Testament yeah. term um, that sort of has different meanings depend on what type of scholars are defining it. But essentially, it is some sort of human angelic yeah. being. Um, so you, you see those just like the half breeds and then you have your um, Harry Potter, um, whatever they call their half breeds in that in, in Harry Potter. Um, except they're like derogatory about it and like me yeah for sure Um, they're always Um, depicted as someone that isn't like normal or they're the freak of the of the bunch yeah um i think it's completely bullshit uh i'm gonna call it out um i think that's really there's nothing wrong with being someone who's half something like you know i'm not gonna say that i'm like half like a goddess or something but we all have a little bit of our goddess or god in each other you know what i mean like different parts yeah and and it's i mean i think i i mean i think the whole you know looking down on the half half breeds in those types of movies is just a big like cultural um commentary almost i think that'd be better like a cultural commentary because really it is a big societal problem where you know people you know immigrants or people that you know have families from two different parts of the world they do often you know struggle um and people tend to always like to point that stuff out um so I do think it's a it you know that theme in these occult movies is a good way for them to carry over some of society's themes um and put them into that occult perspective oh I agree that's actually a really good way of putting it because Society, like I said, always just depicts witches or half-breeds or whatever in the realm of witchcraft as someone that's a freak. And um, I think that's Mm -hmm. really frustrating because, you know, there's so many of us witches out there who are just coming into our own. We're trying to figure out what it means to be a witch or to what the occult means. And we're getting, you know, labeled as the freak. And that's not helpful for anyone's self-esteem, you know? I am definitely the weirdo of my family. we're the- and and they all always point. My mom loves to say, "How did you get so weird?" <laughs> We're the weirdos, Mister. And I'm like, "You, you raised me to be this." Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I um, that's actually really funny because I am always the well. I came out to my family not too long ago that I'm a witch, but they always look at me the like why are you so strange? Like we raised you in a Catholic family. How did you become a witch? And I'm just like, I don't know. I just like tarot cards and stuff. <laughs> right? Like, I, that's just, I was like, maybe you shouldn't have let me collect rocks. As yeah. A kid, maybe you shouldn't let me do the fortune <laughs> cookie thing or like the fortune. Remember the paper right. fortune things that we used to make when you were younger? Oh my. Yes. Oh, oh my God. I used to be, I used to be obsessed with those like fill your bag with random like rocks yes. things at like yes i am so, the like, way like y'all let me do all that shit when i was a kid it's your fault I came yes out like exactly this. okay we're, we're diverting off topic back back we always get so sidetracked so back <laughs> to constantine and why it is an awesome okay back movie. to the whole movie and show thing constantine i think is really interesting because they depict Gabriel as a bad angel, which I don't know how I feel about that. 
because um, you're definitely more versed in the biblical sense of that side of things. Um, why do you think Gabriel is, you know, de- just seen as the enemy in this movie? I, I, th- I mean, he's seen as the enemy, I think, because we want Constantine to be the hero of right. the movie, which means we want him to achieve his goal of getting into heaven, despite the fact that he killed himself. Yes, that's before. also a good point. Um, and yeah, and, and Gabriel is the one that's like, nope, not gonna happen. He broke the rules. Sorry, bro. Um, so I think kind of Gabriel's the messenger of bad news to Constantine as a character. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to put it almost puts the character in that concept. I also love that they that yeah, but also the fact um, that, like that yeah, amazed me. The fact that they were talking about the spear of destiny, and I th- always thought that. Yes. Okay, well, I'm so excited. I was like the spear, <laughs> the spear of destiny. Spear of destiny. Uh, I know that they talked about that a lot, and how Gabriel at the end wanted to uphold, you know, hell and kind of bring it to the masses and use the spear of destiny with it. Um, I'm not, you know, I was raised Catholic, but I wasn't too well versed in any of that. Can you explain to the audience what the Spear of Destiny is, besides what it was depicted in the movie? Yeah, so the Spear of Destiny is, so there are a lot of items that, like, the church either has or, um, and I say the church as in not representing, like, the religion, but, like, the actual, um, like, the Vatican and their, like, the people that run it Uh and everything from way 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 back in history like medieval times um they would basically offer um penance so they'd be like you get a free shot into heaven if you find some cool you know jesusy relics and bring them to us so people would always and you know that's how you know they have you know locked in some vault somewhere they have wood from the cross um like the nails they say like his thorn of jesus's thorn of crown so there's a lot of these like very famous like biblical items and so that spear is going to be one of them um it is the it is the it is said to be the blade that actually killed jesus as opposed to you know just being on the cross like that was kind of the final final piece that led to his death um so because of that in like a biblical mysticism sense it's supposed to be someone that can kill a celestial is- being. They actually have it in Supernatural as well. It's one of the, um, I forget what they call them, but there's some name that they use for like all I those love, types of items. I love that. Um, I that definitely remember that they had that in Supernatural, but in Constantine, that was like the main focal point of the whole entire movie that, was yeah. the Spear of Destiny. And uh, it's supposed to have Jesus' blood on there that they needed to um, bring hell on earth to the masses. And it was just completely weird, but also at the same time fascinating to me. The whole movie is like top notch. You have Keanu Reeves acting, which is always like one line punches. And he's just an amazing actor in general. It is. It's a very early two thousand yes. movie. Yes, and he sure. is so fucking hot in that movie. I was like, 
I did. Last time I watched it, I was like, why is his name Jonathan? I was just about to say that. If you look it up, he's been a character named John in nine different movies. Oh my god, that is crazy. Yeah, it's, just, it's totally funny. it's totally funny and weird um, because like he I'm pretty sure he's just so used to being calling John now because of all the movies he's made. <laughs> Oh. Uh, but no I did like how you mentioned like um, a big part of the movie is like uh-huh. finding yourself um, I think that's a part of the movie that a lot of people would kind of glance over while watching it because they're just looking for some like supernatural yes. horror movie type thing um, because if you look at I'm blanking on her name oh her um, name is Angela like, Dodson yes so if you her character, the entire, her entire, like, personality arch is about her coming to terms with the fact that she's psychic. She admits that, you know, her sister talked about her gifts, and since they told her yep. she was crazy and put her in a hospital, she lied and said she didn't see anything and she didn't hear anything. And it's not until she admits that she is able to do this and that she has these powers that she's able to come into her powers and is strong exactly well put that's basically the hypnosis on hypnosis sorry on the whole character as a whole because she (laughs) definitely was a stronger psychic out of the two twins and um she was always questioning herself in the beginning of the movie on why she can do certain things and she doesn't get it and so when she meets Constantine, that's when the whole thing kind of just like unravels and you see her character develop and build. And she finally gets to the point where she's like, holy shit, I'm a badass. And that's cool. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then I also was just thinking, um... oh, and it just <laughs> left my head again. This happens at least once every time we do. We yes. It's always like, like a little image in your head. There was another right. There was another comparison between Constantine and Supernatural that I was gonna make. Yeah, no, we're 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 only at twenty nine minutes, guys. We're gonna talk a lot more. I know you guys get to listen to us blab on about TV for a while. Yes, guys, like I said, get comfy in your room, your chair, your couch. Get some popcorn. You're gonna get a lot of movies in here. Oh, I remember. (laughs) Let's hear it. Let's hear it. It came back to me. Yes. Okay, so you were saying how, like, Gabriel is depicted as kind of the bad guy. Um, In Supernatural, the archangels are all, like, assholes, basically. Um, So Gabriel, um, he is kind of, he's like a dick when you first come across him. And then everyone needs his help, and he's off in, like, Florida partying with, like, (laughs) hot chicks and playing golf. (laughs) <laughs> and then he comes back and like he's a little bit helpful but not really um so like there's one archangel that just you know felt like they totally did the opposite with him made him a bad guy kind of you have michael and yep. alternative reality michael um alternative reality michael being the like yep super bad guy um and then regular michael is like not that he's bad, but he so desperately wants to please God that he yep. betrays everyone else. And I got, okay, so, like, towards the end, like, I want to say, like, three episodes before the end, like, they kind of make it seem like Michael's going to come and save the day. 
And like, I work with, with Michael in my practice. So like, I was like, oh my God, they brought Michael back and he's going to be the <laughs> hero. This is so exciting. And then he's just completely betrays Sam and Dean. I'm like, no. Yeah. How could you do that? They have like, I think they have oh. most of all the arch- <laughs> archangels in there. They have like Michael, Gabriel, Uriel, and... Um, so they don't in the show, Cassiel is not an archangel, um, but he is in the Bible. He is, um, I think he's like the last one that the Bible talks about. Um, so he's like a very minor archangel, but he's still like, there is like a Cassiel sigil as an, like, like in the archangel sigils. Um, so they kind of mess with that. Cause like, I would get, I would forget sometimes that he wasn't an archangel in the show. And I'd be like, but isn't he your brother? Oh, wait, never mind. Yeah, you kind of got screwed in that, that deal that there, thing. buddy. <laughs> right. Like, you should have you asked for more yeah. in your contract. Um, I was. Yes, I was just about to say um, in both movies and show, they, they really use sigils a lot. Like, yes. Because, like, that just came I to me because I was thinking it. in Constantine. Most of what uh, Constantine uses are sigils to kind of help cast demons and like half breeds away and stuff. And like you can even see on his door to his apartment, there's like a thousand sigils on his door. And yes, and like this is the thing. Uh, have you ever met a witch who doesn't Dude, have a sigil? I haven't met one. And if apartment? you don't have any, I would be like, why? Right, like what? Like, don't you know how to protect yourself? Are you strong enough that you don't need them? Like, even my um, my boyfriend's building a motorcycle right now, and we were just talking about helmets, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna write a sigil on the inside of each one of your helmets. uh, I don't know if we're okay with it. Well, you know what? Let's just talk about sigils for a second, because I think um, (laughs) sigils is really they're amazing and i think like they like i said they play a huge part in both show and movie um sigils for me i like to write about like write them out i'll either save them and kind of just like make sure i remember to charge it each day or i make them and i kind of just forget about them and kind of come back to them um because i'll go ahead and no, no, I, oh, no, yeah, I think, oh my god, I could talk about sigils for hours. Um, but with sigils, keep going. I have no, them you're on like everything, queen, and on I everything. was gonna say the number one thing that I like to use sigils for is you're gonna laugh. I like to make sigils in my makeup, so like, if, yes, exactly, glamour, glamour magic. magic. So, I like to write sigils in my powder. Like, you can just take like a needle or something and make a quick sigil in your powder and then use it. Or you can take like your lipstick and then you can do it in a certain fashion on your lips. Or you can get like lip balm or like um, perfume and make a sigil with perfume. Liquid, liquid foundation is how I'll do it. You before I rub it in, yes, like a confident sigil or something like that. Exactly. Um, like or on my what cheek you can with do it, and then I'll you rub can it get in. like you know how they have the palettes or like the plates you can use to mix your foundation. Draw a sigil on yep. that palette and then use it. Mm-hmm. there's so many yep, ways there's, oh there's so many ways and like and I use them a lot for protection um 
if I use a mirror for a magical purpose, I'll usually use a sigil to close it after I'm done. Um, I have pretty much any type of spell work that uses like a candle or if I'm burning anything yep. or they all have sigils on it. And like you said, both both the movie and that sh- the, the show, like Supernatural, they everything has sigils. They're always making them in like slicing oh, their hands open. Oh, I always laugh at the fact that on it's the so easy for them to cut their hand and heal in like hours. Right. Well, I know, it's always so funny in movies and TV shows. They get like a huge ceremonial knife. They cut their hand and immediately like they get healed. I'm just like, uh, if I cut my hand like that, it would take months to heal. Which this is so that episode where like once they finally realize they're just like characters in a story God wrote, like they like God gets all pissed off and, and is like, you're not the main characters anymore. So then, like, Dean wakes up with, like, 11 cavities, and his car breaks down, and <laughs> Sam burns his hand making pasta, and someone is like, well, you're not the main character Yeah, anymore. first world you problems you have to deal problems. with. Uh, oh, my God. That is so funny <laughs> that you brought that up. It. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so back to sigils. I think you can, like Alana was saying, guys. You can use them for everything. You can put um, protection sigils and like you said, the helmet for motorcycles, put them in your car. You can put them under your pillow for, you know, Mm -hmm. dreaming. You can uh, put them on. Yes. Tattoos. Oh my God. Don't get Get tattoos. I'm definitely going to get a sigil on my fingers so I can do different things. That's. Oh God. I cannot wait. Don't even get me started on tattoos. Okay. I mean, yes, like, Sam, Sam and Dean yes, had yes. their, their sigils uh, tattooed on them. Oh, my God. That's such a good show. Uh, but. With... <laughs> oh, my God. I know. <laughs> I, yeah. we could, I could yeah. talk for okay. another hour. other we, like... Should I talk about the show? Because I think I'm, like, <laughs> juiced out for content. Um, I think I, I think I covered, I covered Supernatural pretty well. If you, no, I think I pretty much, we, I think we covered both sections pretty well. Actually, very well, because we talked about sigils. We talked about Book of Shadows. We talked about half-breeds. So I think that we did a really good job in this episode talking about all those topics, because I don't think I've actually really heard anyone talk (laughs) about these topics. I've no, and when they do, I think they go towards the more, like, they'll talk about Sabrina um, or, like, Bewitched, or, like, the more obvious witch shows. So I really like that we had a chance to talk about, like, Yes, exactly. And uh, we're going to actually post, if you guys want to check out our Instagram, it's witchcast9. We're probably going to, well, not probably, we're going to do it. Um, I have the time, you have the time. We're going to make like um, a poll to see which stereotypes in Hollywood you think are the most common. Or we can talk about how, um, you know, Supernatural and Constantine, they both play a huge part in the movie culture for witches. We can do a lot of things on our Instagram. If you guys want to message us and talk about what your favorite occult shows or movies, we'd love to hear back from you guys. 
Yes. Yeah, so I would love to hear what some of your guys' favorites are. Also, I'm just going to throw this out there since, like, we all know that Lucky and Jensen Ackles are, like, super good with social media and, like, they love their fans. So, you know, if y'all ever wanted to listen to us and come on our podcast and talk about how awesome your show was. Yes, I agreed. Supernatural, Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki. Please, please listen to this because we <laughs> worship you guys. Please. Please <laughs> like, listen. This would be a big for them to come to us. <laughs> Yes, yes, I'm gonna yes. find oh my God. me forever. What is that? That would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, be cool, Julia. Be cool. It's like, oh my God, after this, I'm gonna invoke Constantine into my everyday life and being Jesus. That would be so cool. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, uh, so we're just being dorks right now, guys. If you guys have any questions, yes, if you guys have any questions about this show, this episode, (laughs) or just want to talk to us in general, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We love to hear from you guys. We're always like, yes, 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 we we love when we get your messages, and we're very, very grateful to have you guys listen to our podcast. So, just want to say thank you to everybody and. Yeah, seriously. We're mostly yeah. rambling so and just laughing at each other. Guys. So it's awesome. Um, but thank you guys again. And I we'll see you guys in the next one. Okay. Bye, guys. See you next week.